This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found modern mammals and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. everybody welcome to another episode of lead singer syndrome a podcast where i your host shane told talk to other lead singers about what it's like to be the singer of a pro rock and roll band and today we have a great episode i'm with derek from state champs a bit of a newer band but a great band, and man, this guy can sing. This guy has an amazing voice. So I went out to California. I took a big flight, got on the big plane, went from Toronto to San Diego, California, to talk to a few people out on the Warp Tour, and I got to catch up with Derek on the back of his tour bus, and we had a great, great talk about all different kinds of things, and this episode came out awesome. Right now, as I record this, I'm in Las Vegas. Uh, I know this is coming out a little bit late uh on monday i apologize for that you know i mean you know what happened to be honest well i forgot what day it was i'm out here warp tour las vegas i kind of don't know which way is up at the moment and that's okay i'm not perfect so it's fine today's monday thought it was sunday whatever but hey here's the episode better late than never before we jump into it with derek uh, again i just want to say thank you um all this praise that you guys give me on the internet all this different stuff is always so nice to hear i really really like receiving whether it's a little snapchat video uh that was rad last week when you guys were sending me uh different snapchat videos of you guys listening to it in your cars or that was rad do that again so when you're listening to this go on snapchat add me it's real shane told add me and send a video to me of you listening to the podcast and and whatever just do it it's fun for me i like that stuff also, you can get in touch just by email. It's leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com or on Twitter at leadsingersyn, S-Y-N. We got an Instagram account, which you should definitely check out. Last week with Mike Herrera of MXPX, I posted um, actually a picture on Instagram of my 
high school yearbook where my pet peeve was MXPX. So there is some stuff to see on Instagram that you can't see anywhere else related to the show. So add us on Instagram at lead singer syndrome. And as always, if you want to support the show, help it grow and you buy stuff online, people buy stuff online. Now it's a thing. Some people don't even shop at stores anymore. They just buy things online, which is wild to me, but it's possible. So if you do buy things online, if you use Amazon, which is kind of the biggest one, I guess, here's how you can help me out. Go to leadsingersyndrome.com slash Amazon. It'll take you right to the Amazon homepage. You log in as normal. You won't even know anything happened. But when you go on there, anything you buy, we get 4%. So please check it out. It really, really helps us out paying for the production of the show and everything. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in again. If you like the show, please write a review on iTunes, preferably five stars. And again, thanks so much for listening to this. Your support means so much to me. Let's jump into it. Here it is, another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome and my conversation with Derek of State Champs. Sometimes I think I'm there for Well, I'm here, here with Derek from State Champs. We are Cheers, literally toasting, we are toasting a Budweiser that just says America on it in huge letters. We've been calling them Tastes of America, the Taste of America all summer long. That's They just say America in huge letters. I've not seen this before. Oh, yeah. They rebranded for this summer. It's great. Okay. It's so convenient, especially like for Warped Tour. <laughs> you know, I've heard that if Trump gets elected, it's just going to, it's not even going to say the brands of the beers anymore. It's just going to say America. Just America with no A. <laughs> or maybe they'll just all say Trump. That could be more likely. So somebody today, I got a, I got an email from Trump, like the Trump campaign saying, Wow. Thank you for signing up for the Trump campaign newsletter. Like, we'd love to have you donate. Like, click here where you can donate. So someone basically took my email. So how much did you give them? I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> do anything. Couldn't, couldn't have deleted an email Yeah, faster. dude, that's like a full-on spam filter. Like, I might... Spend a little time making sure I don't get that email again. Whatever you got to do so these days. So somebody roasted me. <laughs> like, must have just put me on some newsletter yeah. or something. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, like, one day I just got, like, literally one day I got, like, 500 emails of spam. Just one so day random. it happened. And I was like, well. And, and it, like, I finally, like, was able to filter. Yeah. But my email was, like, like a mess. I'm that kind of guy that, like, needs months. to have organization with the emails yeah like, I'm, I'm always I'm fucking bad like my I, I look at my phone right now I've got uh, this might this might make you very nervous but look how many unread emails oh I have. my god I have 10,243 10, that's scary yeah, to me I, I know but a lot of them most of them are just like are crap I guess I haven't yeah, figured it's out all, my, it's probably all random shit obviously but I like, guess I haven't figured it out but I can't like, even have one or two uh, yeah. like with the red dot yeah I'm, I don't know I'm not that weird about that <laughs> I mean, my messages are always pr- pretty clear, but I've got like 40. Yeah. I don't even know what, know what 48 phone calls is. We got a popular guy over here. <laughs> I, well, not as popular as Derek from State Chance. <laughs> Having a big year on the Vans Warp Tour. How is the Vans Warp Tour treating you, sir? It's been a decent year. No, it's been an awesome summer for sure. Yeah. This is really cool. It's our second time on the Warp Tour. We did it in 2014. 
uh, on the Kevin Says stage, the small stage, yeah. like, just as a nobody band. And, like, I try to make it a point to, like, I know I don't talk much or get, like, you know, preachy or, like, lovey on the mic with, like, the set. So, but I make it a point to just be, like, you know, we did this two years ago to maybe a tenth or a twelfth of what we have here today. So, yeah. like... Thanks for being on this journey with us. It's really fucking crazy and weird to like now be on the main stage and like, yeah, two short years. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of stuff has happened fast, but at the same time, we've been grinding like nonstop touring since then. So it's just like a wild thing, really. But it's cool. It's, uh, the, no, this summer's it's great. Been incredible. I, I got to watch your set, and I got to ask you something. <laughs> um, I noticed the uh, wacky waving inflatable flailing arm tube men yes, on stage. We have them up there. Two of them. Now, I have to ask you where you got that idea because we were going to do it last no, year. No, you, did, you didn't do it, did you? We didn't do it. We were really close. Yeah. And at the last minute, we were like, nah, I think it might be weird. Too we're not going to do or it. cheesy. That yeah. was my thing. I and, was like, and then we didn't do it. And when I saw you guys with them, I was like, and they looked like, awesome. I was like, ah, <laughs> fuck. You know what's really funny? It's like we had the idea for so long for a club tour, like doing it for a club tour. Yeah. But then, you know, Warp Tour, we were like, okay, it makes so much more sense to do it at something like Warp Tour, the out, like the outdoor festival, like lots, mo- lots more kids, and it's during the day, you yeah. know, like, and make, like, we just, we, we just wanted to make fun of ourselves, really. We wanted to, like, make it even shittier, like, make the whole stage look like a car salesman, like, like a car, like a used car lot. Ashes shape for BMW. <laughs> Ashes shape for BMW. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I think they're great, and it's so funny with all the kids that, like, are our friends that stand on the stage, too. They yeah. hit, they, they nonstop, like, flail back and forth and hit them in the face and stuff, and they're <laughs> all, like, p- like, hitting it. Yeah. But they're cool. Like, uh, I'm glad we did that. I, don't th- I haven't seen any other bands that have done it. I think one other band has done it for a club tour. I think it was the Front Bottoms that did it before. Oh, yeah? They did those, uh, like, on stage. So I don't, wanna, yeah. I don't want them to be mad at us, no, be- but I just thought it was a great idea. We're... we're- I'm calling you out because I'm, I'm just wondering if somehow the idea got because we told a lot of people we're wondering. If oh it got no, that out. never got. It's original got, idea. Okay, I believe you, Derek. You thought we snaked you. I know, <laughs> but I believe you now. No. Um, well, geez, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's cool. It's cool talking to you. I on my podcast, like, I don't tend to talk to a lot of like newer bands, really. Um, I mean, yeah, I've seen the list, and I'm just like, oh, wow, oh, this is like, do I belong here? Like, well, <laughs> no, absolutely, you belong here. But but I I love I love your band. I love your story, and one thing I think is really cool is that um, we played together in 2012 at the Palladium. Yes, you're right. I'm so, that, I'm so glad you remember this. Yeah, I, oh, I remember it well. We were a, lo- we were a local and, band then. Right. Well, this is the funny thing. Basically, one of you guys said, like, you guys played, and I just kind of lurking around the merch, and I saw you guys, and I saw your, your, your merch set up or whatever, and one of you guys said to me, don't worry, we're not a local band. Well... We are a local band, but like, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to seem as cool it was, as possible. It was, it was very like, but, but for some reason I was like, I understood. I was like, uh huh. Like, I do kind of get it. Was it when someone was, like, asking you for something or trying to get a shirt from your merch or something like that? No, or, like, I, no literally, I, I just, just wonder it was just like, how that it was came like, about. You know, I was at, because I, I go to merch after pretty much every show just to talk to kids. Yep. So I was hanging out and it was kind of winding down. <laughs> So all the like people that were there were just like in, in the bands or whatever. Yep, everybody's hanging. So I was standing kind of by your table and just like sort of caught the eye of one. Of, I don't remember who it was, um, and just had the conversation. That's funny. And then you guys gave me a shirt, 
Yeah. It was like black and it had like an SC on the back and the like on the side and on the back. Okay. I still wear it to this day. Really? Get a you lot still of have it? on it. That's awesome because people I are still, probably like, "Where can I get that one?" It was probably like fifty of them made ever or something. Uh, maybe. I know. I, I like. It you was got cool that exclusive I, I started. Shit. I started wearing it like right after that date, and I would wear it. And I. It's funny because I no- started noticing more and more people talking about the shirt. Like, oh, state champs. Oh. State Champs. Cool. Oh, I know this band. Like, all over. And I was like, okay, so they aren't just uh, a local band. They are starting to... <laughs> well, give or take whatever we are, we still get it. Okay, we are a local band, but, but like, we're cool. <laughs> yeah, but but that was that was August of 2012, so it was only four years ago. Yeah, because our first... We put our first record out at the end of 2013. Yeah. I th- or maybe it was 2012, I think. Either way, like it was before. I think before we signed, before we like really started going. Yeah, it's crazy, I can't man. So much has happened since. Then. I can't remember if you told me that you guys were signed at that point. Or I think not. maybe we were like locking in a deal or something, and yeah. we t- we briefly talked about it or something. But it's, it's it's cool. Yeah, that was with Pure Noise, like from uh, yep. the West Coast, right from the Bay, and like we're still with them now. Yep. Just did our second record with them. Signed on for another one, so we're just gonna get ready to do that. No, soon Jake too. is a great guy. Oh, he's awesome. Um, it's really and, cool. And it's it's what's really cool about that label is they. Pure Noise Records is they seemingly sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And now, you know, obviously they have you guys. They have, um, you know, Story So Far being... Yeah, and bringing back a lot of, like, like really cool, like, still relevant legacy bands, too. Like, bringing in For Your Strong and Hit yeah. The Lights and bands like that, too. Senses Fail, even. Yeah. And then some really newer, even heavy bands that are killing it, like Counterparts in this new band, Knock right. Loose, no, who I think is really dope. It's just really cool that, that they're able to be a new label and have these... They get this kind of reach... Um, on that, so I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you're that it's going so so well with them. Oh yeah, yeah, man. So like, it must be just so surreal for you guys going from this four years. Like, like let's talk about it in like two year chunks. Going from yep. being a local band, opening for us, shit. We, that was like we were in the small room of the Palladium. The small room of the Palladium. On short tour. Yeah, right? that's it right. Was, I remember it was that really weird tour for us. And uh, I think it was Lions Lions with you guys yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Lions Lions. And who else yeah. it was such gold on the tour? Or yeah, something? such gold. Yeah, such gold. Yeah, it was kind of like a more of a punk rock like little tour. Yeah. So yep. going from that to Warp Tour, Kevin says stage to now main stage, and here yeah. we are in your very luxurious bus. This is our first bus. This is pretty wild. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, man. You know, we've done we paid many a dues in the van. You know, van yeah. and trailer, friends floors. You know, and then maybe start. Okay, we'll get one hotel room a night for the eight of us in the van. That oh, kind I of love, thing. I love that. Rolling sneaking, dice in the corner of the room to see all. who gets the beds, like that <laughs> oh, kind of thing. Oh yeah, that. we all roll dice. Yeah, that's, that's for everything. Great. Still to this day. Yeah. If there's too many people for the bunks on the bus, even or the bandwagon, whatever we're traveling in, get the dice out. That's what we do. That's what, like CeeLo? Either CeeLo or uh, Tony, our guitarist, has a twenty-sided die that we all roll. It's pretty pretty cool. And the high, just high number. Wins high number. Or? Yeah, that's it. But because not not all of our guys like to do the CeeLo thing. He's playing thing, some nerdy but stuff. But I get it. I get a. There's a couple crew of us now on the Warp Tour. We're rolling CeeLo. Oh yeah. Night so the too. gambling is full effect on Warp Tour. It's in full effect for nice. sure. Even with like cornhole and flip cup, money goes down on pretty much anything. Really? Well, <laughs> it's interesting. You know, um, it's your second Warp Tour. Silverstein has done Warp Tour. Yeah. How many oh, times Jesus. have you done it? Well, we did. We did. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh four. Oh five. Oh six. Oh nine. Thirteen and fifteen. So we've done it six times. Yeah. Uh, and one thing that's gone fell by the wayside is the Warp Tour poker game. Oh, really? Was that the like a Warped bigger Tour thing? The Warp Tour poker game was huge. Really, dude? I remember like '04, our first year. Um, the the poker game. They didn't even have two tables going every night. Wow, big money. There is a poker they have game. A big, 
Not a big one, but like yeah. uh, Mayday Parade has it. Oh, they Mayday do Parade it. does it. They do it. They have a table. They set it up. That it didn't. It wasn't all going every night, but now I see it pretty much every night. They have a, a pretty decent crew over there. It doesn't seem like it's like the talk of the tour, really, yeah. or like the big thing. But also. Have you heard of the game Werewolf, Ultimate Werewolf? I've yes, I know that's like a JJR thing. Yeah, it's a JJR thing. Yeah, John James Ryan, he does like the moderation of it. He's yeah. like the referee. You I've know? never played, but I've seen people play. It is it. pretty wild. Like I like they've obviously dragged me in a couple times. It's not my favorite thing to do because I feel like it ruins friendships. And it's like the, it's, it's just like a mind thinking game, and you have to know how to lie really well. And people find out how good of a liar you are. Oh wow! Because basically everyone has a character. There's like twenty or thirty people that all sit in lawn chairs in a circle. You're given a role in a card. Nobody knows what your role is. Yes. You only you know it. There's a team of monsters and villagers, and everyone's trying to figure out who each other yep. is. And you kill them, and then like people get eliminated, and like you talk you talk about it for five minutes about who we think who is who, and like oh he said something earlier that he might be this or that, and then you find out at the end you're like you motherfucker you said this, and like now yeah. we're not good. Like no, I don't. I, do, I never played the game, but. Um I mean, I'm here for a couple days. Maybe, maybe uh, I'll we get can real get you in there. We'll uh, see. Maybe, hey, maybe I'll have my first werewolf experience. But, but the NoFX poker game, like in 2004, was it NoFX that did it? Yeah, like wow. they, they were kind of the. But I mean, it would be fuck. It was like you'd have um, Fat Mike, and you'd have like Lars from Rancid, and you'd have like you just have like I'd this, be intimidated just, enough. Oh, just it was sitting so there. intimidating. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was, but it was. I mean, it was great times. And then every year, and now like it seems like this year, I asked, I ran into a couple people that I've seen on the tour before. I'm like. Poker game tonight? They're like, dude, there's no poker. I'm like, ah, no poker. They're like, what the fuck, How else man? are you gonna kill your t- kill time? <laughs> but no, man, that's it's really good to see you guys doing so well with um, just with the band. And, and which bunk do you have? Uh, so I, this is, I've always rolled the worst number when we roll for the bandwagon bunks, and was always oh, on the so top. Oh, so you roll forever. at the beginning of every tour? You roll for bunks? Yeah, for the whole tour. Uh. So, but this time around, this is our first big bus with. 12 bunks where we said okay the band can just pick whatever they want because there's plenty of middles and plenty of bottoms I like the middle bunk because there's three high yeah it's the best there's three high and I like the middle because it's easy to just like get in and roll out of on the bottom is still cool but you're you roll out and you're on the ground you gotta get up you know first world problems I guess but like I just prefer the middle so one. how come how come Derek from State Champs I mean can't you just play the lead singer card and be like I want the fucking bunk I want I'm I guess I could cry about it and make be like nobody's getting anything if I don't get what I want no, I don't want to do that. I, I actually enjoy the whole like, all right, we're rolling. It's that it's time. Like you know, and like if if, if somebody's shot, like you deal with it. At least you know that we literally rolled dice for it, and like that was that. You're like so, if you pulled your pulled the rest of your band, would they say who would they say in the band is like the biggest like diva? Oh, that's probably me. Still, <laughs> still you. <laughs> still Even though me. you're cool about like still giving me. No, away I, yeah. the prime bunk spot, um, well, you're still the diva. I mean, I don't know. Maybe me or maybe t- Tyler, our guitarist. He's like, he's pretty sassy guy, and like, yep. and, like, he's very like, he'll tell you, he'll give you, he'll give it to you straight, basically. But he's not, he's still not the guy to complain and be like, no, I need this now, I need that. Nobody's really like that. There's no room for anybody like that in this band and this crew. So that's what's cool about yep. how everybody gets along and how everybody can like deal with. Shitty things like that Or even just like Shitty situations Where you're shit out of luck But at least we did it fair You know Like things like that No I think that's That's how bands Fucking break up dude Like that kind of stuff It is how bands break up And that's That's like a a Cool thing about you guys Is that you guys Are a young band How old are you? I'm 23 23 Um, Yeah And you know So you guys got started Relatively young Yeah we started right When I graduated high school I was 17 Yeah The rest of the guy I'm the youngest in the band The rest of the guys Were in college And had to drop out so I kind of got lucky. I did end up going to like an art school for one year, but 
I don't even call that college. I don't even call that spending a year. It was while we started touring, and I was just like missing classes left and right, and was like, I need to get out of this right now and just like commit. So, well, let's go back to uh, the early life of Derek. How do you say your last name? Discanio. 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 Yeah, it's, it's Italian. I don't like Italian food though. That's that. You don't? <laughs> Come on. Do you like pizza? I mean, I like pizza. <laughs> Everybody likes pizza. You like you like spaghetti <laughs> with. No, see, I don't like like I don't like red sauce. I don't like red sauce. I like Alfredo, anything. Huh? Like I fuck with Olive Garden heavy. (laughs) Yeah. But like only Alfredo stuff, like with the white sauce. Whatever. Whatever. That's just that. But yeah, I'm super Italian. I have not. We're going though. We're going there. Um, right after Warp. I think we're going there to play in Milan. Like our first time there. Pretty cool. Good. Watch out for heat and mosquitoes. Yeah, mosquitoes in Italy. Dude, it was horrible. Literally the worst. It was like, I'm sorry, I'm going in Celsius, so only Canadians and Europeans will understand. It was like uh, 35 degrees Celsius, which is, I don't know, probably like 95 maybe. So um, brutal. And so humid. And mosquitoes like everywhere is awful. So That's not liter- my favorite. Literally by bug spray. Our tour manager uh, yeah. got like 50. He, they Any counted, exposed he counted skin? Them. Dude, through your clothes, whatever. He, he counted 40 mosquito bites. That's rough. Rough and it like just sounds it sounds bleak. It was it was bleak. But <laughs> but that being said, Italy's beautiful. So. No, I'm stoked. Yeah, we've never been there. We've done a good amount of Europe, but we haven't done much touring there. We've only been there once or twice, and like still countries we haven't been to. Like Italy and Spain is another one we've never been to. Yeah, um, Spain's beautiful. Yeah, but uh, we're going out there mainly for a festival run. We're doing we're going to go out and do the UK Reading and Leeds Fest out there, good and then for you guys, we do Belgium, which will be cool. We're doing the Pukel Pop. I yeah. think that's how you say it. Like yeah. that's a big one too. Yep. So that those I'm really like, excited for. Those are, are going to be the, the biggest shows like we'll probably ever play, like to the most people at least, because those are the biggest of the big. I mean, I hope you understand like what playing Reading like means. It's crazy. Like it's been a festival since like the 1960s. Like, yeah, it, it's isn't a fu- it's a fucking big deal. Yeah, like it's so you wild. Guys, do you, you, I hope you guys like savor the moment that's the thing i don't i don't even know what to expect i've never been i've never attended so like but all i hear is like you know my friends from the uk that go over the every year like they think it's such a huge deal and like the biggest thing ever that we're playing so i'm like okay they must not be fucking around like we need to get our shit together and like like like, honestly congratulations like we're playing the main stage like to the that's insane which is also insane given it well opening the main stage that whatever that's fine like to say that you played main stage at reading like crazy man and like sure like our tour manager might be looking after you danny harvey he's like oh really looks after yeah he's like when he's not working for us he's always at reading and he does like i think i've met him before actually because what what i think is our tour manager is is british as well and like yeah 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 they're friends dave yeah this is where this is where i thought maybe you guys stole the the um wacky way oh you thought dave ratted on you guys i thought maybe (laughs) something came down no he did not that was my first initial he did not rat on you but i think i have met uh, your boy before I think maybe briefly yeah anyways dude we are going so off track I love it but um, <laughs> let's go back to the beginnings of Derek and now I forgot how to say your last name it's okay Discanio uh, Discanio how did you get involved in music how did you become a singer okay uh, what music inspired you earlier in your life like tell me about that this is called lead singer syndrome so yeah and you are a lead singer <laughs> um, 
I don't I, I don't come from any sort of professional like thing like with the lessons growing up or like you know choir and like chorus and class and stuff nothing like that nobody does um, I come from singing in the car with my mom that's my yeah. big thing I'm an only child with a single mom living in upstate New York growing up um, to and from school to and from hockey practice all the car trips and stuff she played in bands too like my mom was a cool. like she played keyboards and sang in like bar bands and like party bands and like she because she, cool. she had me pretty young and when, when she was like 20 or something so here I am growing up I'm 10 and she's like just getting out of her 20s and starting to sing like I don't know Linkin Park and stuff like that or like even like just random bands in the car and she knew, she would always know how to do really good harmonies and stuff and I was so like interested in that and like she would try to teach me how to do like high harmonies there's a third harmony Two harmonies just, on top of the music you're listening to yes 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 ah, so cool. then Very so then cool. it became this thing like gradually like singing listening to the radio like I would always like I almost like became a habit that I would always sing the harmony of anything that's on the radio and then my mom had to be like okay you need to stop doing that stop singing like like harmonies always like learn when to sing the harmony and when not to things like that and like I don't know she'd like give me little tips like okay you need to take a deep breath here or something but she never had crazy training either so it's kind of no. cool it's just this little bond thing that we had like growing up and then um I never really knew what I wanted to do, like being in a band. I was kind of that guy that did a bunch of shit. I was a hockey player growing up. I always wanted to be a professional hockey player. Um, and then played in high school and played a little junior hockey after high school. I was also like skateboard kid who was like, oh, maybe I'll become a skateboarder. Because I'm like, I was, thought I was pretty good at it. But mainly that was all happening, making friends and stuff. And then locally from where we come from in Albany, New York, huge metal and hardcore scene. Like when we were in high school and middle school and stuff. So of course me and my friends got had this like local hardcore band and i was like the screamer actually like just straight up only screamer oh, yeah? and in this metalcore band when i was like 13 or 14 or something like that Crazy. just in like the albany new york like upstate new york scene and tyler our guitarist was playing bass for like a more popular like local uh like metal band or like a hardcore band that's how we became friends and that's how we've kind of like picked up a lot of the dudes in our crew who are involved in that scene too coming up and everybody kind of went their different ways and then that this new wave of like pop punk came in right when we were in high school coming out like all those new bands like uh, all these bands that we grew up listening to like Bayside and The Starting Line and Newfound Glory obviously like coming back in and getting more popular these things and then the new bands like Man Overboard and The Story So Far sure. popping up and Four Years Strong and Hit The Lights like becoming more popular like we I was like oh I actually really like to sing like got together with Tyler and that's where we kind of started the whole band thing but, but like going going back a little further like you don't just wake up one day and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna like scream." No, metal not at band. all. Like, there must have been some band that you heard, uh, like you know, for me, exa for example, like the first band I ever heard that made me want to play music was Metallica. Yeah, you know. Okay. And then when I heard like punk rock, like like it was like Green Day and The Offspring, they got big when mm -hmm. I was a kid, and that like really ch you know changed. You know, like that, I discovered punk rock in that way. Okay. So for you, like, what was it that all of a sudden you were like, oh? There's these bands that play like not just music on the radio. There's like this, and then oh, there's a local scene. Like, how did yeah. you discover that? Oh yeah, that kind of thing. Like the local scene, I feel like I did, I've found first, where it's like all these bands that like are my friends or my friends' older brothers or mm -hmm. something, and their like group of friends who cool. are like, oh, those are the cool kids. They go to the shows at night, and like we're we're still like 13 or 14, so we don't do that yet. But like but it was we like want something to. to do on a something Friday to night. do. Like you go yeah. to the go to the Union Hall or whatever the firehouse, right. that kind of thing. There's like local shows there. And like the the scary shows, like really, like you got to be like watch out for like just people fucking moshing all over, like a windmill like, in the face, windmill to yeah. the face, that kind of thing. 
uh, Tony, our guitarist who's in the band now, used to play in like a pretty big band that actually kind of broke out of our local scene. They were considered the biggest like hardcore metal band. They're called Recon from Albany, and they ended up actually signing to Rise and did a lot of touring from that. Cool. Tony like was played in in the Acacia Strain, who's from Massachusetts yeah. as well, and then he kind of just dipped out on that because he also has just like his his love is for like our style of music and stuff sure. and joined our band at one yeah. point which is really cool but i don't know when i was growing up like there was that big metal scene but i also just loved to sing so it was when like you know a band like yellow card was at the time like put out ocean avenue like that was like my they were my first like okay that i like this record and that's what got me into the whole pop punk thing i think was ocean avenue but then what what came from that because they were on the radio like they were a band that was on the radio at that time but like yeah moving forward from that I think it might have turned into like okay I have this Taking Back Sunday record and it comes with this sampler <laughs> and I think you know where I'm heading with this I might know <laughs> with the Where You Want to Be record yep came with the sampler that I still listen to so so much and I can name all the songs on it well not all the songs I forget what it starts with but it basically has you guys are on there uh, Smash Pieces and then Bayside Masterpiece in a tray yeah. right side of the bed yep. and there's still like I don't know there might be after, do you remember some of the other songs? Um, I'm trying to remember that was like the era where may- maybe like something like Spittlefield Spittlefield yeah uh, um, yep. or June was like a band that, like, and uh, uh, Action 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 was probably on there yeah or like there was Junior Varsity Junior Varsity was, yeah. all the, so that, that all the Victory Records bands from so that era yeah all those bands that was a big time for me it hit right at that the right time when I was like 14 or 15 or something yeah. like that and that was also well no I must have been younger than that 12 or 13 because that was also when I went to my first Warp Tour well Where You Want to Be the Where You Want to Be record came out in 04 04 and I'm a 92 so I was 11 yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe you heard it a little bit later. Maybe a little bit later. Like, so probably twelve or thirteen. That's when I went to my first Warp tour, yeah. two thousand five. Probably the year after that, to see the starting line and Census Fail and whoever else was on that year. Fallout Boy, My Chemical yeah. Romance. That was a big year. Thinking about it now. Oh yeah, oh five was a yeah. huge, huge year. Year. You guys uh, didn't do that year. I don't think you were there. You were there. Oh, uh, we did almost okay. the whole thing in oh five. We we might. We might not have done all of it. Okay. So maybe we weren't if you were at the Mass. It was Massachusetts. Show, you didn't do we that. We might not have played that okay. year. That year. I can't remember. No, you're right. We didn't. Yeah, I would have I would have oh, fucking been in there if fuck, you were playing. I don't know. We played We missed like a couple shows on that tour for some reason, yeah. but um No, I remember what it was, Derek. What? I, we didn't play Mass. Massachusetts was the last day of the tour. Was it? And in 05 Okay. I'm, I'm, I could be mixing up the Northampton. It was at, it was in Northampton, Massachusetts and at the we, time. The second last show was Buffalo. Okay. And then the next day we were supposed to go all the way to, to Boston or wherever Massachusetts. Yep. And then all the way back to Toronto, mm-hmm. which like you know how far it is from Boston to Buffalo. It's That's like far. That's almost eight like eight hours. hours, eight or nine hours. Yeah. So we were like, really? Are we going to go all the way there and then have to come right back up to Buffalo and, come and right up. all the way back? To, yeah. Yeah. We were like, That's like, it's like probably like a sixteen-hour drive. You know, that's like rough to, to do yeah. one show. Yeah, so we bailed on it. That's why Sorry. I was about to feel like a dick. Sorry, too. Derek. I was about to like feel yeah. like fuck. I just fucked this whole thing up. <laughs> no, it's that's yeah, that's that's funny because we, we. So that was the year for and, me, and and we had a, we had a big fight about it. Really? Because um, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do the show. It's like, look, we're people are expect us to play whatever. Yep. We should just do it, just to do, you know. Yep. And everyone else was like, you know how it is, like. Just We're like, almost at the end of Warped Tour right now. How burnt out are you? 
warped. <laughs> we right? are truly warped. Yeah. So so I I get that. I was probably upset about it at the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry, but yeah. But what that's the fuck, cool. man? Funny, no, it, I get it. It's I, funny I, that you bring up that Tig Mac Sunday sample CD because oh, I still they, have it. I still have it. I love that. But the, but the funny thing about it is that they packaged it like a regular CD jewel case, and they put the CD like the Tig Mac Sunday CD in first. Then they just put the sample CD like on top of the just other like CD. rested it on top. Rested it on top, right? You open so it, it and it falls out. So it didn't out. like click in all the way, but it was there. And what was really funny is numerous people told me that they bought the CD, picked it up, and just like I guess didn't look. Just put it and in. Put it in the CD player, and I think the is the first song smashing pieces. I think it is. That's what it was and too. You open it, da da. And, yeah. and people thought that. They would hear the new Taking Back Sunday record for the first time and would hear my band. So good. And were like, what the hell is going on? Is this the new Taking Back? But then after people realized what was going on, they were like, oh, I kind of like that song. And that actually really helped us. I think it did. Uh, and it should. Being Which the first, funny. especially on you know a band like that, putting out a record, that record in particular, yeah. which sold a few. Um, I guess that record sold like. 250,000 a few <laughs> just a few yeah. um, and you know that, and being the first thing on another disc that comes with that that means yeah it helped but that's that's I love talking about this stuff because that's something that like that is never going to happen again no like that's just never that's just not a thing anymore no one buys CDs so, sampler CDs so here's the thing. thing though it's something that we're trying to not necessarily bring back but bring back what I loved about CDs back then and about releases back then what we're doing this year is our first DVD. We're filming a DVD, like cool. a do- like not just like a you know not necessarily just a tour documentary kind of thing, but like um, we put out an album. Our last one's called Around the World and Back, so we wanted to do the Around the World and Back DVD because we just got done with a world tour before this in the it's beginning of the idea. year, and you know have just B-roll, random shit, funny stuff, yep. hanging out on the tour, but also in between all of that. This song from the album live in this part of the world. This song live from you know this song live in Sydney, Australia. This song live in Tokyo, Japan. Like that kind of thing. We thought that would be really cool. Absolutely so that's what we're cool. in the process of doing right now, because of the fact that that's what I loved. And my favorite bands when they put out a DVD, like the, the Silverstein DVD and the Hawthorne Heights DVD, like the split release kind of thing where it comes with the disc, that kind of thing. Oh yeah, or the yeah. Census Fail yeah. one because you guys did one. It was just like it was more so yeah. based on a tour or like a. A split kind of thing. Yeah, I know what you're that's about. what I loved. I'd like f- yeah. feed it off of that. So I want to do something like that, but like maybe just take it to a new level with like the way that things can be filmed and with like talented videographers, especially our guy Elliot that films us and does all of our video stuff. Like, kills it, and I think he's going to put together something pretty cool. So awesome. see how that comes out. So you're you're working on that now. Any idea of when that you're going to have that together? To um, come we're going to have it together and try to. Ha- we need to have it done by like the fall so that we can put it out early next year early in uh, cool. 2017 and that'll be like I don't know if we're gonna do like a deluxe version of our last album with the DVD or we don't even know what we're gonna do yet right it's just like Figure a tentative thing sure but we care a lot about it and it's gonna be something cool to put out and like maybe spark the same kind of thing that I felt with our with the fans these days too and with the kids so that should be cool absolutely no, yeah, that's, that's awesome but um, I still remember little things like on DVDs you guys put out. Like, yeah. like the if you're talking about the little things like the yeah the DVDs that would come with the CD. Yeah, and, just like and, the extra disc that was a and DVD. You know what's funny? Is I that, got like, so stoked on that. Is that and I you know now I looking back, I wish that we cared more. Like you're talking about how much you care about your upcoming DVD. Yeah, 
the, that shit was for us was so thrown together. But that's the thing, though. It should be like that, and essentially, it is like that with us. We're still doing everything that we do normally, not doing anything different. But we, it just so happens we have a talented videographer yeah. on us capturing it the right way. Like with you guys, I know right. it was a handheld cam, and like oh. out of the blue, something that I'll just remember. Like dude holding the beer, the Budweiser case, and the elevator door hitting him. Do you remember that at all? Do, yeah, do, I yeah, remember that. that. Like that's just out of out of the blue. That's just what I remember. And I haven't seen that DVD in probably ten years. So. Right, it's like, so <laughs> funny. Yeah, but yeah, the thing too is, is is like ten years ago or whatever this stuff was filmed. The technology isn't like vastly. Oh, that's improved. that's enough. That like, just we, just like that. We didn't have cameras. Like I don't even know if we had cameras on our phones. You know, probably not. It was probably just like the handheld. You know, like the it was yeah, the and it was strap like, on and your you hand, would record it like, like video maybe camera. even to a like an analog tape. Like, yeah, you know, it was so being able nowadays to, being like, able to put something like that together back then was cool to like. It was like whoa, they made they made there's this DVD it was thing. Much more difficult though. Oh, I'm know, sure to capture moments. And yeah, stuff yeah, and, yeah. And and it wasn't as big a thing like video because video on the internet wasn't a thing yet either. So true, you know, like there because you really almost before I mean before like YouTube hit and was a big yeah thing. it was before yeah. YouTube there was no um, videos were made exclusively to be played on TV. That exactly. was the point of them. Yeah, and and there was no thought of an internet you know uh, playing video because people didn't have fast enough internet connections back then. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's amazing like. Kids listening to this that are like younger kids are going to be like, "What? They're like what the? Like oh oh, internet without YouTube? Like it's it's <laughs> yeah, almost right? hard no, for YouTube me to imagine." Wasn't there, I don't know, I don't even know what it was to watch a video before YouTube. But you know what? I'm going to blow your mind with. What about when you were in a band touring and there was no internet? <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, well, here's the thing. I <laughs> actually, I actually thing. don't know about that. No, I mean, I don't really know about that either. But we didn't have our first tour. We didn't have cell phones or anything. Wow. Computers, self, we didn't have anything. Did you have to print out maps? Yes, MapQuest. MapQuest. We'd print out the maps for the entire tour. And have them in like from, a book or a binder? From, yep, exactly. And we'd go from, we'd, we'd, we'd do it from venue to venue. Yeah. And what would happen is we'd go stay at like a kid's house, sleep on the floor, and then we wouldn't know how to get back to like the route, so we'd have to like get lost. And, or, and then go to a gas station and ask somebody, yeah, that kind of thing. we would definitely do that. Yep. Yeah, and then, all the y'all time. on a so, band? What are you doing? Different world, <laughs> man. No, they, they wouldn't say that. They'd say, are y'all on a fishing expedition? <laughs> we get, we get uh, you guys on a school trip? <laughs> it's our big joke now everywhere we go. Like, if anybody asks, so what are you guys? Uh, we're just a school trip. <laughs> our favorite thing to do was, was we'd roll into like a Taco John's in Utah. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, are y'all on a band? Like, yeah. What band are you in? Um, a good Charlotte. Good Charlotte. Oh, I think, I think my daughter might have your posters on her wall. Oh my God! We just, yeah, sign we didn't this care. napkin. We didn't care. Yeah, whatever. Like was hot that minute. We yeah, uh, uh, yeah. right now. If it was, if it was now, we'd be like state champs. <laughs> nah, we'd have to be like. We'd have to say. I don't know. I don't even know what to say Skrillex. right now. Skrillex. Skrillex. <laughs> We're Skrillex. <laughs> we, oh, I've heard of this. We are. We are Skrillex. <laughs> we are Skrillex. Um, <laughs> Well, dude, um, we're getting a little off track again. I love it, but um, let's talk about, again, I want to go back to the, su- the success you've had because, mm-hmm. you know, I talked about from 2012 to 2014, yep. 2014, 2016, and I think two of the really defining moments, and I hope you agree with me, are two tours that you did. The first one being the all-time low tour. Yes. 2015. And that that I- must have gotten you in front of so many people oh, yeah. that are exactly the demographic you want. How huge was that tour for you guys? It was. I agree with you 100%. It was a big one. Like when we got 
the offer for it. It was just something that we were like, wow. Like, you know, it, it, here we are coming off, like, you know, our first couple tours before that that were, like, our big, considered our big support tours that we were stoked on, but may not have really done what we wanted it to do for our band, supporting a band like Newfound Glory, which yeah. is great, and that sh- we should do that. Their fans have been with them for a long time and like are a little bit older but like still like music and would like a band like us but it's not necessarily like they want to be attached on to newer bands like that or younger bands like that I get that. it yeah, yeah. so it, it was really it was a big thing with us like whether we wanted to do whether we wanted to dive into that like the poppier younger market or things like that whether we wanted to do with, uh, tours with bands like that and then another big one like one of our bigger early tours was like with Bayside and Motion City Soundtrack and it's the same kind of thing yes. like I was just talking about my favorite bands I was it blew my mind that we could even tour with bands like that right. like that's awesome but and then here we are and then we, we get offers to do the all time or like even smaller uh, uh, pop rock bands like before that we had done a tour with a band with uh, we are the in crowd they were called they're like a pop, uh, yeah. pop rock band yeah, and like yeah. they're great they're some of our best friends now but like even before that we were like do we want to do a tour like that should we do that and like get away from like the pop punk like the, the you know the aggressive like that kind of thing that was when it kind of clicked and we knew what we wanted to do and what, how we wanted to take our sound and approach ourselves so but the all time low tour we've also loved all time low since we started being a band too yeah. so it's like Insane. The shows were humongous. We were so nervous before all of them. Like yeah. it was really cool. And then going on with that, uh, well, what's the other tour you were gonna say about? Oh yeah. Well, the other tour is um, as well. I didn't know. I didn't know they called the band this. I I, I had Patty uh, from As It Is on the show, and he's like, "Yeah, Five Sauce." I was like, <laughs> Five Sauce." <laughs> like, what's five? Like, I had no idea. And he was incredulous. He was like, "You don't know like that? That's what they call Five Seconds of Summer." I'm like. Five sauce? Like, that sounds like something you fucking get on your Five Guys burger. <laughs> like, can I, I get some, some five, five sauce? sauce? Extra five <laughs> sauce? So th- That's yeah. what we didn't know that either. When we but, found that out, we were like, what? Like, sauce? <laughs> like, like, five sauce? Yeah, I know, dude. No, five sauce. I, I get know, it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, ridiculous. But, but so, that tour in Australia yeah. must have been, pardon my French, fucked. Like, it was fucked. So I talk about the all-time low thing being, like, something we were nervous for. We didn't... That's literally nothing compared to what we had to do with with five seconds of summer like sure enough we just met those dudes randomly when we were in la recording around the world and back like our last record they were in there they were at a different studio nearby recording their newest record and one of those guys just came into my direct messages on twitter and just said hey man i'm so and so i play in this band i love your band will you guys please come over to our house and hang out with us we're having a party tonight in in, in california uh, in bel-air yeah they yeah. were like we have a house in bel-air that we're staying at like, yeah sure we'll go see you like we knew who they were we were like oh wow this is cool like we'll go see what they're doing like and we kind of like we had heard the, their music before too we were just like huh we'll go see what this is all about show up and they have this like huge mansion like at the tippy top of bel-air overlooking all of la yeah and like met them got along like they're pretty normal dudes they're younger than us even like a little younger than us so but they just like to hang out and like they just randomly go oh we've got a world tour coming up we don't have a support band for Australia would you guys maybe like think about wanting to do it like as if that's something they're we from w- Australia, they're they? from Australia they're from Australia yeah and they were they, they have their own label as well where they signed a band and they were supporting their whole tour for some reason they couldn't do the Australian shows right so they said would you guys maybe like consider doing the tour with who, us yeah. first of all let me stop you who can't do those shows yes who's like so, uh, who is it five sauce <laughs> like who says no to that who, yeah. like 
like what? So, it, but it was a big thing at the time. You know, we had to think about it. It was another thing. You know, even, I'd say I say, oh, we were cautious to even think about going that route with the all time low. We are the in crowd kind of thing. With this, this is like a like give or take boy band. You know that people consider a boy band or a pop band. That right. Kind you got to think. I guess you got to think about in turn like your credibility, yeah. like credibility of what people are going to say on the. I don't know if there's internet message boards anymore, but no, there was there are, and we <laughs> got a internet, lot of shit. Right. We got a there's lot that of shit versus what the exposure. Yeah. Um, oh, of course. You're gonna get is, but um, it was half in that, and we you know we try not to even say that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, we obviously we shouldn't care about that kind of like what people are gonna say or think we're gonna do what we want to do. But you know, there's something. It's it's more so. It's it is still a personal thing with us. It's like okay, like do we want to go and do something like that and give ourselves this kind of image or this kind of this and that, but. We just, it, like you said, it's something you're gonna play to twenty thousand people a night in Australia, and like it's only you and them. Doors for the show are an hour before we play, so it is jam jam packed in there yeah. when we play. Lights go off before we go on, and it's the loudest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. We actually had to plug our ears from the screaming and stuff like that. We weren't, oh, yeah. and we weren't on in ear monitors then either. Like yeah. now, we just started doing that—the whole like in ear monitor system where you don't have the wedges like coming at you on stage. We had to use wedges like a normal punk rock band would uh, and they like were so weirded out by that that we had to use those because who was weirded out by that like their team their like their like their techs and their production people because here we we showed up just us that like like wait 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 sorry there's still there's people that are weirded out that a band doesn't use in-ears well they just they i don't think they had known beforehand that we needed them so they're like rushing around like I don't even know why we got to be doing this and that. Like, this isn't. We don't work for you guys. Like, blah blah. blah. Oh, like, we're wow. like, well, we're trying to be as nice as we can and like, you really? know, humble about this and like, ex- like thankful for having them on the tour. Had nothing to do with the the band themselves. Just kind of their career. Yeah, just being, I, like, I, yeah. You know, I guess. or maybe even venue staff. That kind of thing. Yeah. Just like being like, okay, we got to worry about this other band. It's not even their show. Like that kind of thing. Everything got worked out within the first couple of days. Fine, but like, we got warned. Like, even it was right after the All Time Low tour. We did the Five Sauce tour. All time low was like, wow, you guys aren't on ears. You're going to have to get up there and have the wedges like bouncing back and you hit yeah. a snare and it's going to come back right. at you five seconds later and it's like going to f- like really fuck with you. So we were really worried about that, but it didn't seem to really have that much of an effect. It no, wasn't a big deal. Because the thing is, is like you're playing arena shows or whatever, like they don't have shitty yeah, it's audio not, equipment. Yeah, it's not They're shitty. Like, you're going to have the best monitor ever pointing at you. Like, yeah. As long as the the monitor engineer has like uh, kind of an idea of what yeah, he's doing yeah yeah then you're okay which and it was fine it all yeah. worked out fine but it was mainly just the nerves man like getting up there and like the, it's it's the kind of thing where it's like they have a whole big stage and we could use all of it we had our whole back line and everything like sure enough we just had a couple cabs and stuff and they have all their video yeah. screens yep. like ready to go behind it and there's a big catwalk in the middle that goes out to the middle of the arena that they said we can or cannot use pick like you whatever i didn't go out there too much or anything that's not my like they thing. said you were allowed to use it though they did and then they said no halfway through because i i went out there once and then i think the next day they were like yeah we're gonna let we're gonna say no to the catwalk for you guys anymore yeah. just because i kind of took a couple steps out there for one show i didn't want to i didn't want to go yeah, too far or yeah, anything it's, it's so just such a wild thing for a band like us to be like a part of like well i love ha- i love we're talking about this stuff because this is the stuff that like people listening to this that have no idea like they're like really like like a headlining band will put restrictions on where the opener can go yeah absolutely and that's that's not even and that's not even anything that has to do with the band themselves especially with a band like that like they're a huge band and they're they have so much team and so much crew and so much everything there's like people that we had just so many people that we didn't even meet while we were there on that tour 
the, the kind of band that travels with a like you know like chefs and like you know yeah, like know. personal trainers it's and insane. things like and it's wild and it, it's definitely something like we're just like wow good on them man that's like it's such a crazy thing when you guys landed the tour um i heard about it a lot of people like a lot of people were talking about it because it was a big deal it was and it, and um i heard and i want clarification if this is true or not i heard that you guys didn't get paid and that you weren't allowed to sell merch is that true no that's an that's an exaggeration we got paid but it was next to nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we were allowed to sell one shirt <laughs> one shirt one shirt and it was only allowed in one of the merch stands in the arena wow because how many merch stands did the other did uh, five sauce have between 15 and 20 I want to say stands yeah like booths everywhere and outside 50, the venue oh my god and outside the venue yeah okay so it's an exaggeration but not really much of but we also did have to price match what they sell their yeah, t-shirts for and they sold their t-shirts for $50 so we yeah. had to sell ours for 50 bucks so if you think about 50 it 50 Australian isn't that much though cause like true people, everything it, is more Australians expensive not a lot of people I guess won't know Australians like, listening yeah. to this will say oh yeah like I understand 50 Americans will be like what 50 yeah but but it's um 50 it's, Australian is is probably paying like 30 for a, a shirt here uh, yeah I'd say like like sort of it's, yeah. it's weird because like you go depends, to and it changes all the time you go to Subway in Australia and you get like a combo and it's like $15 yeah you or know? you get a Gatorade at a gas station it's 5 or 6 bucks yeah. that's insane to me yeah. that was the first thing that really freaked me out when we first went there I was like yeah. holy shit wild but okay that's that's. but uh, you know after all said and done like like that tour do you think you got much takeaway from it and have you been back to Australia we have been back to Australia and yes, lots of kids. Oh, yeah. I saw you guys were the band. They played with Five Sauce, blah, blah, blah. Lots of younger fans, lots yep. of younger girls. That's cool. Whatever. Did it make us a huge, successful pop radio band in Australia? No. It was a short tour. It was only um, eight, eight, eight shows or so. So, But, yeah. you know, that's, well, all, that's, that's the amount that's of the markets there. That's, that's eight Australia. shows in Australia yeah. is a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, it was something that we'll never forget, obviously. And, like, we wouldn't have... We don't regret doing or anything. It was fucking no, crazy. No, but, no. uh... No, it didn't like launch us into this new yeah. thing in Australia or anything, but it, it helped. It was. It was a really cool thing. Even even in other markets. You know, we go to England or even in the US, everyone's like, "Oh, I heard about you guys cuz, you know, I love 5 Seconds of Summer. I heard that you did their tour. You I wish heard, you yeah. I wish you did it in in here. I wish you right. did it here." Yeah. And so That's the beauty of the internet. Is yeah, it doesn't even matter what all, things happen all anymore. because of the internet, really. That kind of thing too. That and is, just the fact that that many people were talking about it too, you know, yeah. like Band like uh, a guy like you, you don't care about five seconds of summer, but you you heard about it, like that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess I care. I care about what's going on in music because I'm a part of the music industry. Like, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean. Like, yeah. like, like I think, and I know this is like some people will be rolling their eyes at this and like say it's like lame or or whatever. But like, I think it's important that I or you or whoever like that's this is our. Um, our industry, you know, it's yep. important to know what's kind of what know what's going on. I think the people that close their eyes to it and still imagine, like, if I'm if I'm coming into Warp Tour expecting it to be no effects and bad religion, and like that's what people still like. Well, I- I'm very very mistaken. It'll be a reality check. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not what's going on anymore. Yeah. And, and and you know, and that's okay. You just you have to be in tune with the, with the scene. So yeah, that's that, why I'm, I know I'm the same way. I'm I didn't the same know way. they were called Five Sauce, but I definitely know about, <laughs> about five them of and what and, they're about and, and where they are. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So so yeah, um, so yeah, it's just like a weird thing, like how that came about. Did that tour and then came back, and all of a sudden we're in the thick of this like 
newer generation of pop punk, pop rock, pop music, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it's still what we set on doing. We didn't, you know, go out of the boundaries and like, you know, so many, so many things on the internet calling us sellouts and things like that. I don't even think about that in the slightest, like that kind of thing. Of course. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't control what people say, but yeah. Um, it's funny you bring up you know your your style your band and stuff. So, I was on your Wikipedia page literally today. Nice. And you know how there's like the little um, uh, whatever you call them like the headers you know yeah. So there's like a disc- there's a members one that you click and it expands and there's a discography one you click and it stands. So there's one that says style. Style, style. just style. style style. So like the style of music your band plays I guess. Give it this to me. is what it says. Ver- right. This is verbatim. Style. State champs have been described as pop punk. The finer things has been described as pop punk. That's literally what it says. What the? Holy. No, like, no, like, you know, they're <laughs> pop punk and they kind of sound like this or they have this twist or whatever. It's just like pop punk. It's just like <laughs> pop. Like that's it. Straight to the point. Thank you for like, that. <laughs> but but being you know that this is your band. Like, I mean. I don't know if you choose to accept the pop punk term. You've said it a few times. Um, it's everybody's know, it got their like different that. take on it, especially now too, because it's come. It's become kind of a sore subject with certain bands that don't want to be involved, right. or be considered pop punk, even though a lot of people would. And then there's a lot of bands that embrace it and like want to just say we are a pop punk band. It's like any label, man. Like for oh, us, yeah. it was screamo. Like we didn't oh, really yeah. want it to be called that, but it was that's weird. right because that was you know. It's pretty much the same situation when you guys were coming up too. That kind of thing, where yeah, it's like exactly you don't want to pigeonhole yourself. You know, you don't want to no. get you don't, you don't want to just be like, can't we just call ourselves a rock band? The well, problem, what kind of rock band are you? You know, like, right? Exactly. <laughs> the the problem we had with screamo. I want I want to talk more more about the pop punk thing, but no, I want to hear the, this. The problem, yeah. but the thing about the screamo thing, which is weird, is like maybe some of the older listeners will know, but like back in the late 90s early 2000s the screamo genre started and the screamo genre didn't sound anything like census fail or silverstein or um static lullaby or any of those yeah bands. yeah it sounded like more like grindcore like e it was like really? very like very aggressive um screamy like like what were bands like uh i mean i probably would like i'd I don't call know it like know. page like page 99 or orchid maybe was screamo um, like there was a uh, Seisha there were like all these bands that okay. were called Screamo but it was not there was no element of like pop to it okay like there was no like smash into pieces chorus you know our first song on our first record like that has a chorus that's four chords like the the classic chord progression pop structure yeah pop structure <laughs> yeah. like like that was that was so so I was like well that's that is that would never exist in a screamo song. Yeah. So we were like, well, we aren't a screamo band. We love screamo bands, but we're not a screamo band. I don't yeah. know what you want to call but it. But then it just kind of developed into this thing, so, and yes, it's new exactly, age thing, right? and that's what we were talking about before. Right. It's just like so, that's just kind of where things took, and that's what people yeah. are going to call it. And if it hooks, and people are going to go with it, you kind of either have to accept it or not be about it and pick one side there. Sure, but yeah. relating it, but relating it back to pop punk and you guys, it's like I think pop punk that you guys play is way more accurate a term because you know like a lot of the songs from your latest record they could be on like one of the earlier new Fangoria records true like they like you guys are not that far apart no and i yeah i don't so disagree the with term, that term like like it makes a lot more sense but that being said like 
you know, I look at like Neck Deep where they're like they have the shirts that are like you know generic pop punk or like yeah. fuck Neck Deep mate their shit like yeah. they have this thing where they're like being a little self deprecating about making it, making fun of themselves making to the point where it's like uh, it's like wait a minute yeah and that you know I do second guess that too those guys are our good friends like we've done tours with them but with that thing I mean kids seem to love it. You know, like the kids, the kids seem to like like it and like do that. Like so many bands doing that kind of stuff too. Yeah. That, like, well, that, like. I think it's a bit of a defense mechanism for them because they're they were able to say it before anyone else before say anyone it, else does, right? So yeah. they can say that that kind of stuff. But 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 basically, like what I'm trying to get at with you guys is like, what are you trying to do, like musically? Like, are you just trying to be a pop punk band? Like, obviously, there's expression in like what you're trying to say as a message and everything. But like, yeah. when when your Wikipedia just says. They're a pop punk band. <laughs> this is and pop there's punk. There's no like. There's no like. This is pop punk, and the record is pop punk. <laughs> right. There's. I'm saying there's. There's no like. Do I wish? But, it? but they're more like this, or they. They are. This is interesting about yeah, them. Yeah. So like, what is it about your band that's that's like set you guys set, that sets you guys apart, or you think sets you guys apart, or do you just not care? That's the thing, and you know, I. Do I wish that that maybe had a little more detailed description of what we sound like? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. When I think about it we don't really tend to think about it too much. You know, it's like, okay, this next record, what are we going to do that's different? Or what are we going to do? Do we want to go a different direction? Do we want to make pop songs that could bring rock back onto the radio kind of thing? Because a lot of people are thinking about that right now. And it's like, well, then what do we call it? Do we call it pop rock then? Or do we still call it pop punk now that it's more popular and it's becoming like a radio thing? I don't know. I try not to like get myself stressed about that or have to worry too much about it. We're just going to make the songs that we like and still take influences from our favorite bands that we like and want to sound like or want to take it and put our little spin on it. Like we don't think too much about it. I think I, I'm going to just yeah. I'm going to take that middle ground where it's like I think it's okay. Yeah, like I, I, I do. I'm not the kind of guy that gets that if someone says you're a pop punk band and that's what you are, am I going to be like fuck you? No. I'll say, I mean, yeah, like I like pop punk. We're, we're I guess we are a pop right. punk band. That's fine. But am I going to be like, I want, I also won't be the guy to be like, well, yeah, but like, but also like this and that. And like, we have like production and like, you know, we like tr- care about like the pop sense of our pop punk, that kind of thing. Right. I just don't like to get into it too much. You know, I don't like to care that much. Well, when you guys, when you guys are writing um, a record, like let's talk about the last record you guys, you guys wrote, yep. what was the writing process like? How did you guys like, did you guys talk about the kind of record you wanted to make, or did you just kind of get in and jam? We kind of ju- we would just get in and jam. Like we just get together with acoustic guitars, kind of just jam, write some songs, and then I'll take it home and mix it up, write some lyrics to it, record on my laptop or whatever. Once we had all of our like potential demos ready to go out, we flew out to LA. Like uh, uh, worked with Kyle Black, our producer, who did that, and we also did a couple, a little bit uh, uh, stuff with uh, the Madden Brothers from Good Charlotte. We actually record, wow. we recorded the drums. We did all the pre-production and tracked the drums at the Madden Brothers studio in L.A. on Sunset Boulevard. It was like a really nice place. It was, it was pretty cool. But we hadn't met them before or anything yet, like so we didn't really know what to expect or if they were going to want to like be there and help and stuff. But Joel was pretty cool. He was there most of the time. They're really busy guys. They like host The Voice in Australia and stuff. So they were always like flying back and forth, popping into the studio sometimes, wow. and then for like two seconds and then have to leave. But there was a couple days there where he like really like, got involved and wanted to sit down and hear our demos. We weren't paying him or anything. Like we, he wasn't supposed to even be involved. He just like cared and like wanted to like sit down with cool. us and be like hey can I hear your jams like I've got a couple notes here and that nothing crazy he didn't want to take our songs and make them something else or like switch anything up but he was just like 
wow, I really like this chorus. Maybe if you like really pushed this part of it and like did this a couple more times or think little things like that, or like this part is your bridge, but I like love this part so much more than the chorus. Try that as the chorus and then switch, switch them, that kind of thing. Um, that was only for maybe a few songs, and he only did that for about an hour with us for yeah. maybe two days. Something like that's pretty cool, though. We were well, just that's, like, I mean, that's like a very like cool thing being like a kid growing like growing oh, up. Oh yeah, like, dude! Like we even love even Charlotte. me like I'm a lot older like, and I would say I was never really a fan of Good Charlotte. Like I I guess I just was too old when it got big. Like yeah, I it was saw pretty, it a little bit. It was hitting but, pretty hard when I was into it, but like but I would be I would be fucking nervous yeah. around those guys, man. Like, oh yeah, like Joel Madden telling me like what melody I should use. I mean, Sure, man. Whatever you say. How many fucking millions of records have you sold? Even just hearing him like <laughs> listen to the song and then stop it and, he, and like close his eyes and like be like, all right, you know the part that's like take, 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 and like singing my my lyrics yeah. that I wrote. I'm like, whoa, that's cool. <laughs> right. It's like, but what if you tried it like this and like did a different thing? It's like, wow, okay. And I'm, but the also thing is, I'm like pretty picky and I'm like a pretty, I'm like I've been doing a little bit of producing myself, like yeah. helping out other bands, and I always try to like kind of play quarterback when we're in the studio and be that guy that's you know? me too I'm yeah like that be too. that kind of guy yeah. so hearing that too i don't want to just be like yeah yeah yeah, like whatever you say dude like yeah. okay let's do that i was still i still kind of like and this is what scared me the most so having to shoot, be like having to, to shut be, down yeah, Joel. yeah. I have, having to shut down something like yeah. that not everything but like you know something that he's gonna say that in the back as soon as he says it i'm in my mind like nope but do i i can't just say that like i gotta find a way to be like i mean that's cool but you know I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you you got to be like, well, you know, like lifestyles of the rich and the famous. I think that melody could be better, dude. I just think you could have <laughs> really pushed that to uh, like you really just didn't hit it, hit me in a good spot there. You got to try something else, <laughs> or you got to add a harmony. <laughs> lifestyles of the rich and the famous. <laughs> yeah, I know that's your specialty. Oh, dude, that's my shit. Uh, that is. But anyways, that was a cool thing. You know, it was cool that they cool, wanted yeah. to be involved. Um, they were out. They were also out on. Warp Tour for a little bit. They just they right. got they they played uh, about a week or so. Yeah, it was cool to watch them. I had never even seen Good Charlotte before, actually. So that was cool. And they played all I the hits. I don't think I've ever seen them. They so. played all the hits, and their crowds were insane. Like it was pretty cool. That's really really rad. Yeah. No, no, that's that's cool. So, um, where do you foresee the band going from here musically? Like, are you guys? Um, I know you guys have a one more record with Pure Noise. Yep. Um, I'm sure, like with all the success you guys have had, you know, with your last record debuting high on the charts and your your co-headlining tour with Neck Deep was a huge success. Yep. Um, Warp tour now main stage. There must be a lot of. I don't want to use the word pressure, but no, I'd say, I'd say so. Like, I mean, it's to that point where it's like you know things have hit. What were the things that we could have, you know, our wildest dreams starting this band, play Warp tour. Sure yeah. enough, main stage Warp tour. Right. Do a world tour headliner that sold out. Something like like that's like the the reach, like the wildest dreams, and you get to it, and it's like here we are now. That's fucking crazy. But what what's next? Yeah, you know, like what the, seriously, like it's like sure. what, what do we do? I mean, we could just do it all again, and like do another record and just do it again. We, do we want something like that to get stale? No. So our, sure enough, we, right. we find ourselves like, what can we do that's different, and how can we push it, and how? But without like you know, going out of our boundary and doing something we don't want to do, yeah. obviously. But like. You know, taking it to the next level still, but what is that next level? So we do don't you, know. Do you, you don't we know? don't really know. I, don't, I mean, we're gonna still make a record and try to make it something that we think uh, we're just j- like more, even more proud of than the last one. Um, where, it, what specifically makes that happen? 
we're going to find out pretty soon, I think, because right after this tour is when we start writing for the next one. So that's when we really have to, like, uh, you know, figure out, get our shit together, I guess. So. Right. Who right knows, well. man? Good luck. Good luck. That's, <laughs> yeah, right. Know, the, the, so the pressure third. is pressure is definitely a thing, but we're but I, I kind of like it. I, I, I'm, yeah. the, I'm the, like I'll take pressure, like put me to the test, and I'll oh. I'll show you you know what we can do. The so second that. record a band makes is definitely the most important, but the third record is important too. So. Third record is also kind of a make or break thing. It, it is. Yeah, I, th- I think I believe that the third record is is what I think you guys have a long career ahead of you, regardless. Yep. Um, you guys are, are you guys are here, and you guys are still growing. But the third record, I think, will be the record that either takes you to the stratosphere yeah. Yeah. or kind of keeps you where you are. Yeah, so exactly. So who it's, knows, it's, man. You have to be kind of hyper-self-aware of, of what yeah. what it is. I, try, I, I, I think, think you about, guys are pretty pretty self-aware. I think about that stuff all the time, and, you know, it's like... But then you try not to let it get really get to your head and, like, freak you out. Yeah. But... Uh, not really the kind of person that would let that happen, so it's not it's it's not too much. Like we're just we're just kind of excited more than anything, I guess. So and you should be yeah. you should be very excited. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, hey, thanks so much for uh, for doing this. Great talking. Thanks, thanks for, for having me, here. dude. This is really America. cool. Oh, we're gonna have another one of these. Don't yeah, you mine's worry. Mine's done. Mine's long done. Taste of America. I got too into the talking, so I gotta drink this beer now. Thanks for listening. Do, do, <laughs> do it into the microphone. See if we can we can hear him guzzling a beer. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was so much bubbles you dude can't handle his liquor uh, can't handle my soda dude uh, before i let you go we always play music on this podcast let's do so it So i want to ask you what state champ song we should play what are you thinking for the people out there for the people um yeah let's play a song i want to i want to play our song called secrets off the new album Great. And does that song have any particular meaning or uh, anything you can say about it or a funny story? It's uh, it's it's probably a, a song that means the most to me and like hits pretty close. It deals with like uh, uh, friendship loss, like a big like like you know a, 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 like a, having a friendship for a long time. Things go very sour and you don't really know why. And uh, it, it's just something that I hold really close to me. So, but and it's it's cool because I think it can be relatable in also different ways too, which it has. So, it's uh, it, it hits home for sure for me. Awesome. Well, here it is. Check it out. Secrets by State Champs on Lead Singer Syndrome. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Derek. Cheers, man.
face down. Oh!